Well, hello, thewholepastorblog.org. This is TWP Conversations. I'm Bobby Contreras, and I'm here with a very good friend of mine who I care about a lot. I care about his family. This is David Chancellor. David Chancellor, tell us who you are, what you do, maybe a little bit how we know each other. Um, well, I, uh, you know, it's funny. Normally, I think folks who've maybe watched me on TV for a time here in San Antonio might think that that's who I think I am. Um, and I think I probably was. But in the last several years, uh, I'm proud to say that I, I really see myself more as Luke and Emery's dad um, and Aubrey's husband and uh, Renee's son. Uh, family, uh, trying to connect more with family. Um, and I find myself doing that more, becoming more nostalgic um, and longing more for family time now, not just because of COVID-19 and all the things that we've gone through, but some of the things that I've gone through personally, physically, and emotionally. Um, but yeah, I, I, my name is David Chancellor. Uh, I work down here at News 4 San Antonio. I uh, did sports, local sports, for 20-some-odd years, and then a couple of years ago got a chance to become a news anchor and move to the morning and noon news team and, and was really scared uh, to leave something that was so familiar um, and I felt so comfortable doing and then to expose myself essentially um, and, and doing something that I had never done. And for folks who are like, well, it's, you know, what's the difference? It's sports, it's news, it's whatever. It's completely different. Um, you know, it, and, and yet it's not. You're still telling stories. Um, so all of that was really weird. It kind of makes up who I am. But you and I know each other uh, Hey, I have a connection to your church, uh, our church, um, because my wife and I were married there um, in December of 2007. I wanted to make sure I got that right. <laughs> um, and uh, the former pastor that worked there, Charlie Simons, uh, Aubrey, my wife, knew him from his days at MacArthur High School. And so that's how we ended up there. And then our kids, your, your daughters and, and my son and daughter know each other from Cambridge Elementary, and we have mutual friends, and, and, and quite honestly, we were looking for a place to go and to spend Sunday mornings and reconnect with community, and um, I'm very guilty of never leaving the bubble, uh, as, so to speak, in Alamo Heights, and somebody, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours said, well, you know, you got to go check Bobby out, and you, I knew you, and we had spoken at, at school events, but I had never come and and heard you speak, and I think you were getting a chance. The, the church hadn't been handed over, if that's the correct term. And so we went and, and, and watched you, listened to you, um, and I was mesmerized how you told stories. And that's really, I mean, that's where my background comes into play, and, and that's what's really who I gravitate. I like to be around people who can tell stories, um, whether, whether I disagree with them, agree with them, love them, don't. But I just loved your message and how you told those things and how you made it so relatable. And then we just got to be friends. And then, quite honestly, we got to be cancer buddies. Um, I, I think that's a probably uh, an inappropriate term for a very inappropriate disease, but we did. And um, I hope, I'm, I'm proud to say that our relationship is, and friendship has grown from there. 
Yeah, man. So, so good. You said it perfectly. And let, let me say this. So yes, people know you from News 4. Um, I miss your radio days too. So people know yeah. you from ESPN Radio. Yeah, um, you and Ari were like the, one of the highlights of my day. Um, and so I, I miss that. But let me also say this. Um, you are a better and you are a awesome husband to Aubrey and father to Luke and Emery. And mm -hmm. I get to see that. Not everyone gets to see that, but I get to see that. And it is spectacular. And I am a champion yeah. of you for that first before News 4. Uh, nothing against News 4, but I will yeah. champion you as a father and as a husband all day that long. That makes me real. Yeah, that, may, that means a lot. Uh, that uh, Yeah, that means a lot. I appreciate I appreciate you saying that because because I feel the same about you um, and you know uh, this is what I love about you and I love about what you're doing with this is I think so many people and I'm like this like I believe in God and religion and its place in humanity but I don't I mean my faith is infant small compared to yours and that's okay because my journey is different than yours and you've helped me see that and it's your job to bring me along and it's my job to sometimes say hey hold on i don't know what's going on hey i'm tested hey why does he do this like you know i'm questioning this and 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 what i really like is the fact that it's never preachy it's never judgy it's always a conversation between friends and so I always respect you first and foremost as a husband and father as well, and then as a pastor. So that, that compliment uh, means a real lot to me. It means a lot. It's huge, man. Hey, so one, one quick uh, little memory, and then we'll jump into why I wanted you to be on this conversation. But um, so our kids started connecting. Luke and Ella had been in the same class or the same mm -hmm. cohort for since kindergarten and uh, um, even excited. I know fall is going to be different, but I'm excited for them to whatever sure. it looks like. And, and that they're in it together. Uh, Emery and all of our youngest, they're a year apart, but, but both kids or all four of our kids run the same T-ball team you were coaching. And That's right. That's right. Huge, mo huge moment from my life. And I don't know if I ever told you this, but I'm, I'm going to air it out right here. So um, you were coaching, you and Rusty, um, Jason and I were helping out. And uh, you and I, I, I don't remember what game it was, but we go onto the field together. The kids just got done batting. We go onto the field as they take their, their positions. And you and I are sitting kind of in between shortstop or shortstop and second. We're there. They're chasing kids around. Uh, good times. Um, yeah. But you said, hey, have they decided you're going to be pastor yet? And, you know, you, you, were, you walked with me that whole process. And I said, no, not yet. And you were like, I'll never forget this. What are they waiting for? Um, and you said, hey, I'm praying for you. My fingers are crossed. It's going to be okay. Huge moment for me in my life, man. And so um, I, I remember that like if it was yesterday. And uh, you guys, you and Aubrey and the kids have been there. It's been three years. We've been doing this three years together. Wow. Uh, in, that, in that role. And so I'm grateful for you. I'm glad you're here. Well, let uh, me say this real quickly before we jump into it. Not Because I, you won't. Um, and, I, you know, I don't know where whoever's watching this. I, you know, I don't know where you go to church. Uh, I don't know if you do go to church, uh, but if you are looking for uh, a pick me up, a lift, um, and you can do it online right now, and then once we get back to normal, you know, we'll be back there in that beautiful white building off of Broadway. Um, 
come see my friend, uh, Bobby Contreras at Alamo Heights Baptist Church. You don't have to be Baptist uh, because you just sit down and you enjoy the word, the story uh, from my friend who, you know, I, I think tells it better than anyone. So uh, that said, now we move along. That's awesome. So this, this was uh, geared toward uh, pastors across the state of Texas. So I hope uh, humbly I'm grateful for your message and maybe we'll get pastors uh, at our church on Sunday morning. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, so <laughs> you, you spoke a little bit to um, last year. We had a very similar really going into 2019 and 2019 was heavy for both of us. And uh, yeah. I wanted to bring you on to this TWP conversation because while we're encouraging people, men, pastors, families to be uh, intentional in their physical health, sometimes our physical health is out of our control. You and I both experienced that. And, and it's, it's a story that it's worth telling. And so uh, you wrote a Facebook post a couple weeks ago. And, uh, and I, I have it printed out right here. Um, and, and I just want to highlight something. And then I want you to go into the story a bit and, and why this inspired me and what I hope inspires other people um, that e even if they don't have a cancer diagnosis like you and I have had, um, but just, just endurance and being intentional and in, in fighting whatever people are fighting. And so you said this, you said, um, uh, I ran a solo half marathon last weekend because, well, that's the question that sparked the idea. There was no race on Saturday, no cheering section, no souvenir t-shirt or car sticker that reads 13.1. So obvious question, why do it? Why run 240 miles for 10 weeks just to run 13.1 miles alone on a Saturday in June? I can tell you why I didn't do it. I didn't do it for cancer. I'm sick of that disease. I'm so sick of it robbing me and my family from enjoying the last few springs. Man, yeah. huge. Um, and so what are we talking yeah. about? Why did you do it? And All right. So, so uh, two springs ago, go back even further. Two winters ago, I was in uh, Minnesota for the Super Bowl. Yeah. And it's crazy how God – life works but i was there we were doing a bunch of stories and the photographer i was with when we were doing interviews he was always shooting you know the person and and you would always see my the back of my neck interviewing and so when i was editing i kept noticing this little mole or mark that i would never have seen on the back of my neck and i noticed it and kept noticing it and i just from a vanity standpoint, thought, oh, that's ugly. And ended up, uh, it was melanoma and it was skin cancer. And I had it taken out. And there's a, you know, it's crazy. It was like, yay big. I, I don't know if viewers will be able to see this, but it wasn't terribly big. And yet the scar that it left behind physically is eight, nine inches. It goes well into my hairline and well down into my collar. Um, and the emotional scar was significant because I was afraid of the sun, obviously, for that entire summer, um, most of the next year. And just as I kind of start to got, get over that, I found out that you had cancer. Yeah. And it brought back a lot of my fears and worries. And I had something going on uh, at the time that I didn't think anything of. And I had a, a, a lump 
in my groin area, you had something similar. You had testicular cancer. I didn't think it was that, but I wasn't sure. And so talking with you, listening to you, feeling what I had felt and what you were feeling kind of spurred me to go and, and really do some, you know, find some doctors. And I, it took several doctors to figure out what I had. And they took that thing out. And at the time, they told me it was this rare form of cancer. And uh, as you well know, we, we spent a lot of time talking about uh, what that meant and seriousness and <laughs> life after all of this, meaning death. And uh, you knew how scared I was. Yeah. And it was weird for me to rely on you because I knew you were still coping with your own um, scares and fears of mortality and all of that. So it was a real weird mix, but we pulled each other through. Um, anyway, they took the tumor out um, and only then discovered that it was an even rarer, if that's the right word, uh, benign tumor. Yeah. And, and so, you know, that was kind of in a nutshell, everything. And it took a long time to heal from, from everything. And so this summer, or I'm sorry, this spring when COVID started and all of that, you know, initially it was like, um, you know, carrying 10 extra pounds around, like I should just lose some weight. Um, but then it was like, I just thought, well, there's other things to do. And I just started, I just want to run. Like, I just want to run. I want to think that's the only time in the ways that I can think. And so I started doing this and that spurred on this idea of what we are now calling chances cheering section. And, you know, the line there, why run 240 miles to run 13.1 on any sort of given Saturday, you know, you add up all the miles it takes to train and that was 240. And like I said, I didn't run with anybody. My kids weren't out holding signs or water. And, and, it, and it's not a pat on my back. It was just more of a, hey, I just want to prove to myself and my insides that I could do this. Um, and I didn't want to make it about cancer because I was so sick of it. Um, and I wanted to celebrate my life this spring, not run from it, um, if that makes any sense. And so we tried to, what I'm hoping um, to do is to turn that 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 story and that Facebook post, um, which you can find on my Facebook page, into a a, a citywide cheering section. Um, so go there, and if there's something, as I say in the post, like if there's something you want to do with your life, change, eliminate, fix, improve upon, build upon, you know, whatever, anything tiny, anything huge. Post it, put it down, put it, put it down in print. Um, I find that that helps me. Um, and then it's public. And then we can all, we, all of us can go there and we can, you know, for example, if you said, you know, I'm Bobby and I want to bike a hundred miles, you know, whatever. You put it down and then it's like, all right, Bobby, let's do this. And then let's check back with you in a week, in a month. What are your steps? What are you doing? And, and it's not a... I'm not trying to be pushy about things. I just think that a lot of times we all need a little bit of a push, um, a lot of encouragement to do some things. And um, again, whether it's big or small, 
Uh, I think there's so much negativity. I read it every single morning, all of the bad stuff in the world, and I'm sick of it. And I think you are too. And I think it's time that we figured out a way to inspire people, not just on Sunday mornings, but on Wednesday mornings and Tuesday afternoons and Friday nights and any time in between. Yeah, man, that's so awesome. I, I loved it. Uh, a couple more lines. Uh, let, me, let me just make mention to this. What's your, what's your Facebook page that people can check out? <laughs> I think it's David Ch at David Chancellor News 4 SA. There's a, there's a, there's a, I guess what they call a personal page and then a professional page, the professional page where this is posted, it's at the top and it's me looking, uh, behind a, a coffee cup. Cool. So yeah, I don't have Facebook either. So I trust you. I believe you. Uh, but it's hashtag chances sharing section. Yeah. Uh, and, and if people can post there, there's a couple, a couple more things I want to highlight. You said there is nothing I enjoy more than setting a goal and then working to achievement. Um, man, if there's anything that, that whoever's watching this on the whole pasture, so we're looking holistically at the pastor, at the person, at, at a leader and saying, hey, there are some things that we have to work on. And so, so here it is, setting a goal and then working to achievement, to achieve it. Um, and I think the biggest thing, sorry, go ahead. Here's, here's, here's and, and, and I, I literally did that to heart. Like I, I had a book, uh, notepad, and, um, you know, I found a plan online of running a marathon in 10 weeks. And so they, they spelled it out, right, for me. So that part was easy. But I would chart it every, every day of what I ran, how fast I ran, the calories I burned. And, and I didn't use it to go back through and be like, well, I'm going to beat myself from, you know, the week before or whatever. I used it as a way to motivate myself to, like, I got to put something down today. I got to enter something today. So if I don't, if I skip today's run, then I have to put a blank. And I found that that was a good way of motivating myself. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is really good, man. Um, I think you also mentioned that I think it's super important for folks uh, listening and watching is you said write it and make it public. So if you just mentioned journaling, write it, you don't want a blank. Um, uh, so write it down, but also uh, I super agree with you. And this is why I try to tell all my friends what it is that I'm crazy ideas or not so crazy ideas, because when you make it public, um, people are going to hold you accountable. They're going to ask you yep. about it and you don't, you know, you don't want to let your family down. You don't want to let your friends down. And so we need that encouragement. We need that accountability. Um, we've said it this way on this blog is that relationship is currency. I have currency with you. Um, with our group of friends, there's currency. And you know, when I text you, there's some accountability that I have with you. And the same when you let me in and let me know, there's the same uh, relational currency. Yeah. And that's huge. That's important. So find a group of people. If it's the whole city of San Antonio cheering at the chances cheering section, or if it's an intimate group of people, um, right. I think it's important to find those people. You are one of those people for me, man. I, I'm super grateful for that. Um, I appreciate that. So uh, one of the last things, and you just said this, and man, I, I, did, I hadn't heard you say this, but I think this is huge. Um, I'm going to steal it from you, whether you like it or not. But um, <laughs> you, you just said you are sick of it. You're tired of cancer. Um, cancer sucks. It really sucks, man. Yeah, um, it does. And um, so before I make this statement, um, I'm a year of no traces of cancer, you're a yes. year, all right? You're, you're about yeah. 
past the year po- point as well. Yep. And so, um, thank God for that. And, and man, we just keep pushing together. Our t- 2020 family goal is to be cancer free. So my next appointment is February, um, 2021. Um, that'll mark my second year. So that's what we're praying for that. There's, there's no more, no more cancer. And so we know that we're praying that for you and your family as well. Um, celebrate life. Don't run from it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I had never, it's funny, you know, you're, we talk about these things. I mean, I've talked about, I've talked about all this for years now and it always gets me because I always think of my kids when you were talking earlier about, family and stuff and when you said cancer sucks you know it's funny my my kids are at the age now where sometimes they'll say such and such sucks and we're like hey you can't say that like that's <laughs> that's not appropriate for a, for a young kid um and especially my son and it made me think back to how angry he was when he saw the scar and he was mad at my doctor and i said God, don't be mad at my doctor. Like he's a hero. Like he, he didn't, he didn't do this. Cancer did this. Like he took it out. Um, but the whole idea of celebrating life, um, I had never heard that phrase when it came to death. And, uh, for folks who live in Alamo Heights years ago, um, a young man named Sam Debrel died. He passed away. And I did a story on him and became really connected to his family. And I can't talk about Sam or the incident or his death or his parents without breaking down for a thousand different reasons. I'm not going to go into detail other than to say this. I remember hearing, and they still do it, they have every year on his birthday a celebration of his life and all of his family and all of his old friends all get together and they share stories and they talk about what's going on now. And I think it's one of the coolest things I've ever heard, but I always stole that phrase because I just thought that's so interesting. We don't do that enough. We don't celebrate life. We worry about life. We stress about life. We get happy about certain quick moments or vacations or maybe a new shirt or a car we buy or whatever it is, but we don't celebrate the monotony of every single day. And this isn't to say that we're going to. I mean, I sound like some sort of, you know, positive Pete, and that's not me. Like that, people who know me know I am hardcore. I am, you know, tough as nails a lot of time, and I can be a real jerk if things don't go the way I want them to go. So, so don't, you know, I don't want to come across as, as fake or, or disingenuous, but I will say that every single day for me, like I'm always amazed at you because you talk about, I, I know this, I know this about you every day. You are looking to make your relationship with God even better, even deeper, even closer. I could only dream of having a goal like that. So my goal is to celebrate my life and the lives of my family and kids, especially every single day. That's what I strive to do. And I fail miserably almost every single day. But I think it's something, like you said, worth putting down on in paper and saying, this is what we're going to try to do, guys. We're going to try to do this. Yeah, that's huge, man. 
I, I think you don't give yourself enough credit, man. You're solid. I'm grateful for you. Um, I'm grateful that we're going to celebrate our lives together. We're going to celebrate yeah. our wives' lives, our kids' lives together. Um, and we're going to run together. I know we're not going to run from this. And we're going to take people with us. I think of, so I had Jason on uh, this conversation, and, and we're running with Jason. And there's other families around us that we're going to run with. And so I'm grateful for you, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here with me. Here, I want to I want to say this. You know, I love the idea of what you've done with the blog and tying in. As I told you in a text, I hope you don't mind. You know, I like the idea that you've tied in passions. Like when I think of you, I think of God. I think of family, and I think of fitness. You know, I mean, you are incredibly active, and that is a passion of yours. I don't think it's the greatest passion in your life. Um, because I think your faith is, and then I think your kids and your wife are, but you know, it all is tied together. And for me, you know, I, what I've found with people is, you know, if they're getting out and getting active, no matter what that is, it seems to have a better, you know, I mean, this is proven it's science. Like you just seem to have a happier you know, you a smile on your face, yeah. you know, whether you, whether you're trying to lose 50 pounds or just, you know, get into a, pair of pants that you wore last spring um you know fitness is is a huge goal for all of us and especially now that it, it's scientifically proven the fitter you are hopefully the healthy you are when it comes to everything that we're all dealing with currently yeah no you're absolutely right man and and i'll throw this uh interjection in there too um even I felt like I was the healthiest I ever was last year and Super Bowl Sunday, man, it bathroom break at the super watching the Super Bowl and there's yeah. something there and it turned out to be cancer. Um, but even in that man, we can, we can run with each other. You were a big inspiration of mine last year to get back to where I needed to be, not just spiritually, uh, but physically like you, um, I did get a t-shirt because I, I, I did a triathlon. Um, yeah, I know. I was jealous I, of that. <laughs> I, no, I, I told Jason, I said, I want that bag, that Alamo Heights uh, triathlon bag that, that Bobby has. And he's like, yeah, you got to earn that. You yeah. got to earn that. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know if I earned it because it was, it was tough. It, it was not – and I, I don't know if they're doing that race this August again, but if they are, man, I, I'm going to do it again. And, and for me, it's exactly to what you just said. It is it's not celebrating the cancer, but it's celebrating that God took me, took us yeah. through a heavy place. Uh, but we came out of it stronger. My marriage is stronger. I mean, Hannah had to put up with stuff during that season. Yeah. And Aubrey did too. And yeah. we're stronger in that. Ella and Olive, it is not a day that goes by that one of them asks me, can this cancer come back? Um, can you get a different kind of cancer? And I know Luke and Emery, it, it's, it's something that our kids are going to have to question and think about. Um, so in that, you and I can be an example, a leader of strong faith and courageous men facing whatever it is that we're facing. It's COVID. It's the world that we're living in today. Um, it's, it's what's fall going to look like for our families. Um, and so, so I'm going to run with you, man, and I'm going to cheer you, cheer you on too. Appreciate it. I, uh, I'll, I'll, end, I'll end by saying this, you know, as guys, 
And that's kind of how you started. Like, you know, men hide things, they hide their feelings. They don't want to talk about things, uh, whether it's with their spouses or their kids or their parents and certainly not with other guys. Uh, we got to end that. Um, you know, that's, that's cliche. That's from the fifties. We don't need to do that. We don't need to be that anymore. Um, we need to cheer each other on. We need to be each other's biggest fans. I'm yours. Um, and cer or certainly one of your biggest, cause you got a lot of them. Uh, I love you. I love what you do. Um, and I love what you have done, uh, for my family. It's, uh, it's greatly appreciated. Um, yeah, I love you too. I'm, I'm, I'm humbled. I'm humbled to have this conversation and to be your, be your buddy. And so thank you. Uh, the whole pastor This was a treat for you. So watch this over and over and over again and, uh, uh, cheer David on and, uh, and I know he and I will cheer you on. So love you, man. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. See you guys.